0: Hey, this is your wrestling podcast fix. Follow us on Facebook at The Inziguri Pro Wrestling Discussions, on Twitter at The Inziguri, and catch new weekly episodes of The Inziguri on soundcloud.com. Yo, what's going on? Hey. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Fran. This is DV Richards. And JCL. For hey. another episode of The Enziguri. And tonight, we have special guest... Chuck Payne. Hey Chuck, what's going on?
1: What's going on, guys?
0: are you? Doing good.
1: Doing great, my friend. Man, um, Dave Keener said this to me one day. He goes, keep my eye out for Chuck Payne. He's gonna go somewhere. So I'm keeping my eyes and see where you head. In the future, man.
2: I appreciate that. I always tell Dave, you know, every time I see him, you know, thank you so much for putting me over every time. I don't know what I do to deserve it, but I appreciate him putting me over.
1: Dude, he sees talent. And for a big guy like you, are you like 6'7"? Oh,
2: no, I'm uh, 6'6". 6'6"?
1: I I was off by I I was off by that one is, I mean, that that is a difference, man. I six,
2: six, five, uh, usually a day after wrestling because I'm crumpled over from, you know, being a sore
1: but. But, like, <laughs> what we see, you can do moonsaults. You can do other things. You got potential, man. And you're going to go somewhere, you know what I mean? Don't know where yet, but you're going to go somewhere. Um, oh, I want to start glad. off... I'm glad you said that. You're welcome, my friend. I want to start off, um... Um, who trained you?
0: Mike Keener. Mike Keener. Mike Keener? Yes. Mike
2: Keener. Yes. yes. Mike Keener was my first official trainer. Um, obviously with the connections that he has in the business, the friends that he has in the business. Um, I've had a lot of helping hands involved in my training over the years, uh, as well as Kyle Payne, my brother. Eric, Eric Martin, um, he's, Mike's, Mike's just Mike, man, if you don't know who Mike Keener is, man, you, you got, you're, you're messing up. If you're in this business and you don't know who Mike Keener is, you're messing up. That's all I can say.
0: (laughs) What was, what was the very first thing that Keener tried to teach you?
2: Uh, take a foot bump, kid.
0: Just, uh, just, did, did it go, did it go well for you the first time? Did it go well for you the first time? Oh yeah. The first the first
2: time I did a foot was I mean the way the way I obviously described it, um <laughs> the reason why right, so back forward back back backtrack a little bit. The reason why I can do the moon salts and the going off the top rope, I was I was a diver
1: back in high school, like Olympic style diving. Okay. Um I, I grew up in at
2: a summer campground for 10 years just doing flips off of rope swings, high dives, you name it. So I've had, I've always had that, that confidence and that control uh, in my body. Like I know how to move my body, I know how to flip.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: all Peter needed to do was just give me the, give me the cube like, a few little uh, breakdowns of it. I jumped up, I did the flip, I landed on my back, he threw his hands up in the air.
1: And
2: he said, "Fucking, right, it's about time." So I don't know this is a PG show, but those
0: are his exact words. I oh, know. We always tell people ahead of time, though. It's uh, you could say whatever you want or as little as you want. It's all good.
1: Yeah, dude. Um, Amy Lee. I'm gonna keep it PG. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, Amy Lee cursed up a storm on this. So yeah, we we
0: we typically don't say not say for work, but we have to we have to hashtag that. So. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, but uh, okay. Um,
1: so, how long have you been in the business so far?
2: So far, okay. So with, with the full year of training um, included, seven years.
1: Seven years. Okay. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, Keener was very, very, very old school. So I didn't, I didn't step foot in front of a live crowd, and so I had at least a year of training under my belt.
1: Smart. Like um bunch of my friends, um, they got trained by Maverick and Keener back in the day, back in like 90s, like 99, 98, whatever they got done, but, um, one of them is Brian Sersha. you you know him,
0: right? Uh, uh, 2000... Oh, uh, what
2: was that, 2000, oh man, I'm trying to think, 2012, no, I'm sorry, 2013,
1: Okay, I think I started, he was yeah, around. I there. I yeah. Um, I know Mike um Keener taught a lot of people, so like Billy Bax is an old one. So yeah, he has that oh, yeah. yeah, he has a lot of um training behind him and it's kinda of cool, you know what I mean?
0: And many interesting stories. Big time. Oh i big big bet. Time. He's he's, taking, he's taking the way that he was trained and the way
2: his best friends have been trained and really just the lessons that he learns while being on the road. Yeah, you
1: know, well, I
2: mean, the, the, the training, the training never ends. You know, yeah. it never, it never ends. I say, I say, one full year of training, but that was just, you know, one full year of basic, learn the ropes, learn how not to hurt anybody else or yourself before you go out and actually perform in front of a live crowd.
1: Yeah.
2: But the training Will never stop Like I'm currently As of right now To this day Still learning And I have Keener Watching my video From From last Saturday And he's giving me Feedback And criticism And telling me What I fucked up on Telling me what I need To work on And The training never ends Training never ends
1: What is the best of on the best advice that Keener gave you
2: that's I could write a book on the best <laughs> advice that Keener's ever given <laughs> um there it really depends on the situation you know backstage politics on the road uh saving money for putting on a match tag team action single actions main event title matches storylines you know you name it Well, you know Keener's
0: well, here's, a, here's a better way. Um what's the very first thing that comes to mind? Like out of all of that.
2: Head down, mouth shut, when spoken to, yes sir, no, sir, and you'll survive in the locker room. Hmm. That that's about it, because I, I tell I tell people all the time, you know, when they ask me, you know, like people that aren't in the business. People that don't know what it's like. People who weren't even fans of the business. Um, it's it's a completely different world. It's a completely different world. You know, if you don't shake somebody's hand the right way, you offend half the locker room. You yeah. know that that's that's the way that Keener taught me. That's what Keener explained to me how it is. You know, when, when you walk into a locker room, whether you've been there for. You know, four years, or this is your first day, every single person in that locker room, from the camera guys to the promoter to the owner, you get eye contact, firm handshake, and you show that person respect.
0: Yeah.
2: Bottom line. Bottom line. And that is, that's a, that's a dying, uh, I hate to say it, but that's a dying breed right there. You don't see that too many often. A lot of a lot of these kids are coming in here, and you know they, they get a couple they get a couple of shows under their under their belts, and they think they're hot shit, and they forget to handshake this guy or handshake that guy because they they think they feel that they're above them. They, they that's that's the vibe that I'm getting a lot of times in a lot of the locker rooms that I go into nowadays, and I can <coughs> see it. But you know I'm going
1: to do my part and uphold the traditions that I was taught yeah
2: and whether whether I feel that you deserve my handshake or not because I think you're just a kid that's coming in here and disrespecting the business you're still going to get a handshake because that's how I was taught yeah so that's the first thing that Keener ever told me was backstage in that locker room this is how you act this is what you do the best advice that Keener has ever given me
0: um so, uh, changing, um, kind of changes the subject on here, but outside of the wrestling business, um, like other avenues, where, where would you find inspiration for things inside the ring? Well, like I said, the
2: start? To this, to be honest with is there really, there really wasn't a whole lot of, um, outside uh, influences, you know, it's. When I was growing up, I, you know, I played the sports, I did baseball, uh, soccer, believe it or not, for one year. Worst decision of my life. I never want to play soccer again. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was always baseball. But wrestling was introduced to me by my older cousin. And when I say older cousin, in my heart, I say my older brother.
1: Right. Because of
2: the connection <clears throat> that me and him have. But. He was a huge wrestling fan, right? and I'll never forget, he introduced me to the old PlayStation 1 WBF Warzone. I
1: don't know if you guys ever remember that game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't remember that game, I've lost respect for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that, that was the very first um, introduction into what wrestling was for me. And then as I got older, he would show me more videos and the the Monday Night Raws that he would tape and the Smackdowns that he would tape. I had such a, a, not a strict childhood, but my parents were pretty responsible. And I was fairly young. Remember, I was born in 1993. So right around the 97, 98 era, you know, I was just old enough to be up a little bit, but I still had that strict bedtime. That's just how my childhood was. It, it is what it is. But I never really had that opportunity to sit down and watch professional wrestling. I would see what I could see. Um, I would catch a couple glimpses of what I had. I would play the video games with my cousins and my neighbors. Um, but, you know, six, seven years old, it's a whole different world. And you see these guys, and they're just... Larger than life characters and larger than life, you know, personas and just, you know, the, the storylines that you were getting back in that time—it was all real to me. And Danger, you said it wasn't, you know. <laughs> that's my influence. To be honest with you, that—that was—that's—that's that's my biggest influence. I really had no nothing else outside of wrestling that I would say is. Influencing my character Or influencing my ring work
1: <laughs> So deciding to get into the business um, What did your parents say Were they against it Or were they for it
2: Oh dude they almost kicked me out Oh really Oh yeah They almost kicked me out Alright so I, I, I went to school to play football um, High school I graduated Got a scholarship I uh, played football down in Delaware. Um, right before I left to go to school, it was the summer after my senior year, I was approached by a guy by the name of Mike Tartaglia, who, for those of you who know, is the owner of ECWA. UCLA. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what's going on with that. I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, I hope things are good for him on, on a personal level business wise I have no idea and to be not with you I'm not really worried about it <laughs> but Michael Michael Tartaglia yes was the one that introduced me to the world of the independent wrestling circuit alright yes he does he does have that alright so he hands me a business card says I want you to be a professional wrestler and I looked at him and I handed that card back and I said I'm gonna go to college when I graduate so I get down my freshman year I take a linebacker's helmet to the kneecap my knee, get surgery over Christmas break I come back wasn't the greatest spring semester long story short flat out I failed out I failed out Um, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer around that very same time
1: well sorry to hear that
2: That summer, um, I made the decision. I said, all right, I'm going to go back to Gloucester County, which is my community college from where I live. Um, I got about two months in, and it just hit me. I was like, you know what? I'm just not ready for school. This isn't me. This isn't what I want to do. And I dropped out of the community college, um, and then the next day I picked up the phone. I called Tartaglia drove down to Newcastle, Delaware with him and that's where I met Mike Keener and the rest is history.
1: Wow. Wow. Is your mom okay now?
2: Yes, my mom has beat breast cancer. Um, It was a very tough battle for her. Uh, Prior to the breast cancer, she had 14 back surgeries due to a car accident that me and her We are both involved. We got t burned by a drunk driver, and uh, it was the scar tissue that over time eventually developed breast cancer.
1: My condolence to everything, man,
2: gosh. It is what it is, man. You know, life life throws you cards, and you just gotta deal with what you got, you know?
1: I totally understand.
2: I'll, I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. You know, I, it does piss me off because what we had was solid. It was it was great. You know, it yeah. wasn't flashy, but it was comfortable. And because of one drunk driver, we lost everything. Yeah. I lost my hometown. My parents lost their homes that they worked very hard on. Now I'm living in a trailer park with them. I can't. I can't afford to do much of anything else, and neither can they. Uh, I, I sacrifice my ability at 26 to be able to go and live on it on my own because I choose to be here to help them and, yeah. and make sure that they're good.
1: I, I totally understand what you're saying. Gosh, man, you're a brave soul, man. All that shit. Oh, gosh, man. That's one of the reasons why I Uber and hoping people take take um, Ubers over drinking and driving. You know what I mean? Oh, hell yeah. Hell
2: yeah. Especially nowadays, man. You know, you get the Ubers, the Lyfts. You know, and I, oh. I, I appreciate you saying that, you know. That just shows responsibility for your own actions. You know, and that's, that's really good, man. Thank you.
1: You're welcome, my friend. Um... Okay, um, so do you, for your character, did you, like, watch any movies to make your character who you are,
0: or? Or is is it more of, uh, is it more you? Or is it more you, yeah. It's me. Just you? My character is me. You know, the
2: the way I look at it, wrestling is a competition, right? Yeah. The winner gets paid
1: the most, right? Well, you now know
2: what I'm dealing with and what I have going on at home. So for somebody to stand across the ring and say, oh, I'm going to beat Chuck Payne, okay, that's fine. But you realize that you are going to go through one hell of an ass beating to pin my shoulders down for the one, two, three. Because I'll be damned if you walk out of here with more money and I walk out of here with just enough but not enough to be able to take care of my parents and get our lives back on track. Yeah. So, shoot.
1: You had some good. Gr- you had some yeah. good. Yeah. You had some good um wars with Stockage. Stockage. Yeah,
2: me, me and Stockage. That was a uh, that was a very fun fun segment that we did. Um, I, I I can't wait to work him again. Uh, we both definitely walked out of that. Night with a lot of respect earned. Yeah. Um, and that was also, you know, me kind of opening up to the fans a little bit and letting them in and saying, hey, <laughs> this is no bullshit. This is what I got going on. You know, this is why I am who I am and this is why I'm doing what I'm doing.
1: That's true. So, and,
2: that, and that goes for everybody, Any, everybody, every company, you know. But I'm also that type of guy, excuse me. I'm also that type of guy where I have no problems walking up to a promoter. You know, even even right now, I have no problems admitting that. I don't I don't want to go into a company and and automatically be the top guy. Uh, I don't you know, that's that's not that's not who I am. Who I am is, is going into a company and saying, Hey, you know, I want, you to, I want you to be, you know, I want you to look at me as, like, uh, somebody that you can lean on. You know, your cornerstone, that that one guy that you can go to and say, hey, you know, we need help putting this kid over, but we don't know who, to, who we're going to put him up against. Oh, well, hey, let's put him up against Chuck. You know? Yeah. You want me to put over this kid, make him the face of your company? Absolutely. I will be that stepping stone for him. It's,
0: it's... I, will, I
2: will go in there and I will help your company grow.
0: Is basically finding a uh, a balance to benefit everybody involved. Yeah.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I don't wanna, I don't wanna go in there and you know just because I'm six foot five and three hundred pounds, you know feel like I walk into a company and be like, oh, I need to have your heavyweight championship. No, I don't need to have anything. What I need to have is a solid career and a solid payday at the end of it, no matter what I do. No matter what I do You know That's all I need I need a solid payday And I will Do everything That you need me to do As long as you put The right tools In front of me You
1: know Yeah that's true Okay Um Okay Let's uh, Let's I got I got a question Um Okay you're traveling With a bunch of guys Um If you're not driving Um what do you do in your spare time?
2: Oh, uh, dude, I'm... I am i am driving with. So I'm driving with Kyle. I'm usually fucking around with him. Okay. Trying to make the, the, the trip as uncomfortable for him as possible. <laughs> so it's like and an I episode like, of man.
0: Ride Along. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. We are are in the car for like two, three hours. You know, it's, it's, I find myself messing with him. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'll never forget... The one trip, me and him, it was me, him, uh, Eric Martin, and uh, Tyler Stone. I, mean, I don't know if you guys remember Tyler.
1: Tyler was uh, Eric's partner.
2: The classics. The classics. the classics. So it was the four of us, and we were driving up to uh, Hoboken, New Jersey. And we had just left Wawa. This was back when, you know, Kyle's packing rips, right? Okay. So, I remember he, Kyle was just obnoxiously packing this huge lip, puts it in his mouth, and then we hit a speed bump, Well, part of the lip he swallowed.
0: Oh gosh! Mmm,
2: tasty. Yeah. So <laughs> he swallowed half of his lip, and before we even got out of the parking lot, he was like, yo, we gotta stop somewhere, we gotta stop, I'm gonna fill up, I'm gonna fill up, we gotta stop somewhere, and we all started just dying, because he was the only one that ever that dipped. He's Mm -hmm. the only one that packed lips. So we drive about two minutes down the road, find a 7-Eleven. He makes his pull over. He gets out. He's in there for about 30 minutes. Comes back out, sits down, doesn't say a word. So we start driving. Now, from here, we get onto the Jersey Turnpike. We're about 20 minutes on the Jersey Jersey Turnpike. And Kyle just starts kind of gagging a little bit. Ooh. I'm sitting behind him and all of a sudden he tosses his tin behind me, He's like, I can't look at it, man. Get it, get it away. Get it away. So he tosses it to me, lays in my lap. I look at it I look at the tin, I look at Tyler. I hold my window down and then I just reach down in front and put the tin up against the window as we're driving. He looks at it, stops, starts throwing up all over the place. He just pull
0: over. he's throwing up on the turn for about 15 minutes. Oh gosh. Getting that hard. Yeah, what, like the he, what the he, What the What kind of dip did he
2: have? No, he's doing like skulls,
1: coperhead, Um, I think I think that may have been grizzly at the time. Grizzly's cheap.
2: But yeah, let I me mean, like, yeah, it's, it's not that's not like the craziest road story I'm sure you
0: guys have ever heard or has ever taken place but hey he must have you
1: know, to me it's something that'll stick out you know
2: something I'll remember for a while
1: <laughs> oh my gosh
2: but I love I love doing I love just listening to the music um, listening to the music just talking about what we're gonna do that night um there are some nights where I don't even like talking about wrestling you know just completely you know just talking about something completely different. Yeah, we'll talk to wrestling
1: when we get there. Um, talk about life. You know, like outside of wrestling. Yeah. Gosh, um... Dude, I used to dip, and the, that's a horrible feeling when you swallowed you.
0: I had... The only time I ever did that, and I swallowed it because I had to, because I was back at boot camp, mm. and everybody looked at me like, dude, do you have to vomit? I said... Uh, am I supposed to feel that way? I mean, I guess my stomach is a lot better than I think it is. <laughs> some people can stomach it. Yeah, I, do. I know a couple of
2: people that swallow a little bit here and there. But I'll never <laughs> forget the one night. I did, I did used to dip back in college playing football. Because the football players weren't allowed to use any smoked tobacco.
1: Yeah. So the linemen would get together and we'd
2: get cherries and pack some lips and chill after practice. Well, I able to get one night. I was very thirsty. It's about three o'clock in the morning. Pitch black.
1: Oh I gosh. Over,
0: and uh, I grabbed what uh, I thought was a Gatorade bottle.
1: Uh. uh mentally yeah. fresh. Went to go take a sip, and I <laughs>
2: sipped about a half a half a teaspoon of um,
0: spit dip. Oh. Yeah. you you. you. You pulled, a, you pulled a Tommy Dreamer with The Undertaker. You will drink my spit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: pretty much. Except not, not to that extent. But just enough that I haven't touched that stuff
1: since. Oh, gosh. I I did yeah. that watching a basketball game, and I picked up the wrong beer, beer bottle. And...
0: Yeah, any, anybody uh, that's dipped uh, for uh, any period uh, of time has gone through it at least once. Yeah. So... Moving along.
1: Moving on along Oh. <laughs> uh, so, um, if you're sitting at home, what kind of movies do you watch? What kind
2: of movies do I watch? Well, a huge Star Wars
1: fan. Okay. What would you think about the newest trailer? What's
0: okay. that? What would you think about the newest trailer?
2: Yeah. I really have no opinion on it. I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. Um, I'm, I'm the OG guy. I like the four, five, and six. The first
1: three movies
2: Yeah, um, oh, yeah. That's, what, that's what my dad That's what my dad Started me watching with Um And then once One, two I liked The episodes one, two, and three Just because it did Kind of give you that Background story Yeah But then once Once the seventh one Was announced I was excited But then Watching it The excitement Kind of turned into This isn't Star Wars yeah, You know what I mean, like just somewhere along the movie, it just, it, it just didn't seem like Star Wars, it was a completely new story, 1, 2, and 3, I liked it because it was leading into 4, 5, and 6, but 7 was a completely different movie,
1: you
2: yeah. know, so it didn't really sit well to I me, mean, I enjoyed them, I liked them, I'm, I'm excited about the ninth one, um, Let's see, so Star Wars, I love The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit series. Um, The movie The Crow with Brandon Lee.
1: Great movie.
2: Probably hands down one of my favorite movies. And if you ever get an opportunity to check this out, Val Kilmer and uh, Warwick Davis, they did a movie together back in 1989
1: called Willow. Yes, Willow, yes. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a great film.
2: Willow is... Like Willow is one of my favorites, um, but I—I I mean, I'm, I really—I really can't sit here and say what you know what my favorite movies are. But I—I I, there are there are those movies where it's like, oh yeah, I've seen it a thousand times. Oh well, and then there's there's other movies where it's like, if it's on and I have time, mm-hmm. I'm sitting down and I'm watching that movie.
0: Yeah, I always had a golden rule with Back to the Future. If it's on, don't turn it off. Oh. Yeah. Back to the
2: Future. I mean, like, my my variety of movies goes all over the place. My Cousin Vinny, Back to the Future, Big Daddy, Mr. (laughs) Deeds, Grown Ups, uh, Caddyshack.
1: I hope Jessica Park's on that list. (laughs) Right?
0: (laughs) So so here's a question. Uh, So... We see, like, recently that there's movies and, uh, you know, uh, older movies are making a comeback or whatever. Um, As far as wrestling goes, what would you like to see to make a comeback as far as, like, how things used to be? As far as watching it and being a fan? Well,
2: unfortunately, there's a lot of things that I was drawn to as a kid and also just in that era... That unfortunately, with with the time and age, a lot of those things won't come back. Um, we may not see the edgier storylines. Uh, we very well may not see um, the blood. Again, you know, at least you know, at I me. Mean, we did see the hard way against Cody and and, uh, and Dustin, and that was a really exciting visual. Um, but again, with with the sponsorships and all the people that are you know have their hands dipped behind the scenes a lot of them are not going to allow you know that to fly on on television
0: one of the that's um what I, that's a, one of the things that uh I think was a big issue with that and Jim Cornette brought up in an interview because oh he just loves the young bucks but he but he said that basically if they were going to do a chair shot like that with the visual, then they shouldn't have had the Young Bucks basically explain it for PR. It's like, if you're going to do it, then just own it. True. True. But, no, they, true. But, but they had to do the PR and everything to be like, look, everything is fine, Cody's okay. But that just kind of took away from it. Right.
2: Right. You know, it does, it does take away from that. But, I mean, again, like, the two pieces out of the two... You know, everybody everybody and their moms know what we do is, to a certain degree, work, all right? And I hate it. It sucks. But at the same time, you know, we can do what we need to do and what we, and what we have to do to make the people that are sitting there question it you know, question that that sense of reality, question, like, oh, man, like, did he really just get him? Oh, man, is she she okay? You know, (laughs) there are plenty of men and women in new and all around the world that are very, very good at what they do, and I think, you know, over time, it, it very well could get back to, you know, that sense of reality, but... Again, it also comes down to, you know, the people watching, the fans, you know, are you just, can you, can you just sit back and just enjoy what we're doing, or do you have to nitpick everything, do you have to complain about everything, you know, there was, there was times that we never, we never knew what was going on behind the scenes, there was, there were no, you know, backstage reports and reports and Instagram posts and Facebook posts—like we had no idea what was going on. We saw what we saw every Monday.
0: Yeah.
2: We either liked it or we didn't.
0: I think you you know, but... <clears throat> this, this was something we were actually talking about in a previous episode, where basically it was like with how—I mean, it, I mean—even a casual fan would know what the term kayfabe is and like how the internet is and everything, but. It's also the fact, like, there's television shows out there. People know that it's just a TV show, but when the storyline and the acting and everything is so good that they can invest time into it and put away the fact that it's not real.
1: You hope? Well, people don't think it's not real. You know, I, I don't
2: know. But, but as far as, like, like, the acting, you know, it's, it's not so much the acting as well it's also what are they what are they allowed to how far are they allowed to go right you know what's that acting you know what, what, what is their what is their angle what is their cutoff, what is their you know hey you can you can say this but you can't say that alright well it would make more sense for this particular storyline if I could say that oh well you can't alright well then I'm stuck with this and right. it kind of kills the direction that it's going, and I think what AEW has done, at least in my opinion, and, you know, I, I've only watched um, just a few of the pay per just because of some conflicts in scheduling, and I haven't really been able to get down and watch it, but I think that there, the creativity there is a lot, it has a lot more freedom. Yeah. But is that going to change when TNT starts airing them on a weekly basis? Is TNT going to step in and control more of what they're doing and what they're saying, as opposed to what the USA and all the promotion, all the um, different businesses that have their hands dipped in WWE that are telling them, like, hey, you know, keep it this, keep it that. You know, however you want to look at it. Um, there's always somebody there that's, that's got their hand around somebody's throat. You know, hey, I have control over what you say and what you do.
0: Right.
2: Once you can kind of sit back and take that pressure off and just let people run with it, you know, let them have that creative freedom, then we may see a difference. So
1: that's um, why I love
2: working for H2O. I love working with H2O so much because Matt gives he gives me a guideline, he gives me a creative direction, and then he allows me to just take it and roll with it. And if he says it sucks, he says it sucks, and then I just redo it, no
1: problem. Right. Yeah, like I, I see how much um Matt Tremaine and, um, and his students like they do like Sean Henderson. That kid's gonna go somewhere. He has he he had the best promo. At um, Hustle Palooza, and I was like, "Holy crap, this kid's awesome!" Keep your eyes out for him too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. How's he in the ring? Okay. How's Sean Henderson in the ring? Um, great, Honestly,
2: I mean, I, 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 don't, I never, I never really have any complaints. At all, when it, when it comes to that. Um, it's, you know, talking, sitting down, talking, getting in the room, talking in the room, the, the connection that we have out there, like, it's... I uh, have yeah, no, no complaints whatsoever.
1: It, the kid's really good. Keep your eye out for him. You know what I mean? It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> so, um, a lot of fans out there, they're always... Upset about intergenerate wrestling. Do you have any comments about intergenerate wrestling? No. No? I mean, who's, who, has, who has the complaints? I mean,
0: you gotta know, look at it, you know, who who exactly is complaining? If a woman's complaining about,
2: you know, intergenerate wrestling, I mean, hey, listen, fair game, right?
0: It's not really a matter Everything of people complaining is evil, right? about it. It's just the, uh, it's one of the latest hot topics, especially with, uh, how, like with what they're doing in Impact Wrestling,
1: they're saying it's not fair. A woman has to take on a man and all that. Me, I, it, I'm all about wrestling. If it's,
0: it's, a, it, it's all on stage. As long as it looks good, then what's the different? What difference does it make?
1: But they train. They train with um, guy wrestlers all the time. So what's the point? too, you know what I mean? But
0: yeah, but no, listen,
2: I'm, not. I'm gonna be. All, I'm gonna stop right there because you have to kind of break it up a little bit. Oh. But what I I, I did hear, and I will agree, is that, yes, it's entertainment, okay? It is entertainment. It's the same concept of Kill Bill, right? Yeah. She went in, and she destroyed everybody throughout the entire movie. And did she get her ass kicked a little bit here and there? Sure. Was it a little uncomfortable watching? Depending on how you look at it. But at the end of the day, it was entertainment. You know, yeah. you got you got a, a monster like Maria Manic who looks like a million bucks. You know, she's gorgeous. She's got a great body, and she can go in there and she can beat the hell out. She can hold her own against damn near anybody in the in, in the locker room. You know what I mean? To a certain degree, because there are other males out there that yeah, they can you know what I mean? they can handle her, they can handle themselves against her, but she can also damn well handle herself against a lot of other guys out there. Yeah, you know so for entertainment purposes people need to just calm the hell down and just enjoy the show you know
1: from okay. a
2: competitive standpoint of course you're never gonna see that in the UFC but again we're not the UFC
1: okay what about um transgender taking on men I mean taking on women so, you know what I mean like cross gender yeah trend, trend gen-
0: yeah. Transgender. Thanks. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Try, trying to get it out.
1: Yeah, it's not coming out today. Okay,
0: he but, means like Nia LaRose being a part of the women's division in AEW.
1: So, there's people out there... Uh, ups- give me an example. Um, there's people out there upset that um, there was a woman wrestling in
0: um, school wrestling type wrestling as a transgender uh, beating other guys. If it's a matter of athletic okay. competition, that could be a point of argument. But again, if it's wrestling, then it shouldn't matter. Eh, but it's again, it's, it's wrestling. You know,
2: it, it's. I mean.
0: I, mean, it's a community I, I feel like it's starting to get into like that whole
2: political day. argument, which again, no rule number one with Keener: never bring in political or politics yeah. into wrestling. You know, we'll let the promoters do all that. But as far as a worker goes, if I'm if I'm stepping foot in the ring and I'm told I gotta wrestle a girl or if I gotta wrestle somebody like Sonny Kiss, right? Yeah. Let's just say it, Sonny Kiss I love Sonny Kiss. I've worked with Sonny Kiss, I've sex Sonny kiss. I, I any time that Sonny Kiss wants to step foot in the ring, he's all right with that, I'm alright with that. I think Sonny Kiss is a great, great professional wrestler, a great performer, yes. a great entertainer, right? Despite how his lifestyle is outside of the business, that's not that's not my business. That's not anything that I can sit here and say, hey, Sonny, that's not right. No, it's not, because it's Sonny's life. It's your life. You know what I mean? I'm very happy for Sonny and Killian, and I respect both of them. I enjoy spending my time with them in the locker room, mm-hmm. and if any of them want to step, if they want to step foot in the ring, end time, I would love to work with them. Yeah. So yeah, that,
1: that that answers my question when it comes to you know when it comes to that. Yeah, I just want to put um, ask questions and get Why don't your you opinion.
0: Ask your favorite question.
1: My favorite question? Yes. Let's
0: get let's let's get it out.
1: My favorite question. Okay, um I always ask this one question. Um so have you ever soiled yourself or vomit in a match?
2: Have I ever thrown up in a match?
1: Or soiled yourself.
2: Um no. I did not throw it
0: up. Thank you.
2: I never I've never thrown up, I've never shit myself. Um <laughs> I always, I always gotta take a shit before I go out there, though.
1: Okay. Always.
2: All right, and I, and, I was, and you can ask Kyle on this one too, because every single time we're standing behind Gorilla, and our music hits, I turn to him, I say, "Yo, I look him right in the eyes, so I got poop." <laughs> just to make him laugh, just just to make him laugh. But at the end of the day, like I
0: really do have to take a shit right before we go out
2: to the ring, and I uh, just, I, you know, I can do what you gotta do, you know. But have yeah, I've witnessed it I've seen it I've smelt
1: it
2: You know Somebody Somebody shits himself In the ring i um, never against Anybody that I've wrestled Yeah But uh Yeah No I've never I've never Had that uh, Unfortunate experience
1: Yeah I I was at I was at um A show And Brian Pillman Jr um Got chopped And He let one out And He chopped the shit Out of him and Literally. it was, it was the, it was the people around me pointing it out. I wouldn't have noticed that he shit himself if people didn't point it out.
0: He didn't notice that his tights were two-tone?
1: No, not really. I, I was, I was trying to, like, see Brian Pillman in the ring, you know what I mean? I wanted to see him live.
0: So, um. Right. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of where that question came from, and, uh. We had a couple of times where we had one where uh, the guy was like, don't ever ask that. And then somebody else was like, ask that. And I keep telling Dave, I say, you can ask that question, but you need to throw in some other random questions besides, have you ever pooped your pants inside <laughs> the ring?
1: <laughs> no, um, Craig Spitz told us a story he threw up under the ring. <laughs> and it was kind of... Yeah, yeah,
0: and he told everybody afterwards, he was like, if you have to go into the ring, make sure not to go on this side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've,
2: I've heard of some stories like that. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's amazing how you know how often that doesn't happen. To be honest with you, with a lot of the bumps that are taken. I mean, I'm taken a spear before uh, I ripped ass because I had no choice to mm-hmm. to drill me in the stomach, you know. And, it
1: amazes me how often that doesn't happen. Yeah, it it does happen once in a while. Uh, I won't yeah. I won't lie to that. You know what I mean, I cough one day and I'm like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. Nope, you already won. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Nope. Well, the
0: one time the one time in training, me and Eric were doing a uh, we
1: were
2: working on a, a pin pin segment. We were doing a fish out of water. Okay. And the way we were sitting, I was sitting on, I was laying on top of his chest. And my ass was right in front of his face. He so didn't kind of put two and two together on what happened. But as we went to go bridge up out of it, you know, he naturally squeezes onto me to hold himself up. And I'm doing the same thing. And I tensed up so hard and I it right in his mouth. Like, there was no ifs, ends, or buts about it. Like, I ripped ass right in his face.
1: And he, he, he stopped what he was doing. We both fell. Laughed so hard. It sounds like a Uh, classic moment. He was gagging for a
2: while, yeah. I think he had pink eye, like, not too long after that.
1: (laughs) Oh, that was classic.
0: Well, that's one way of uh, getting out out of the pain. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of low key felt bad for him, but me and him have known each
2: other since high school. We played football together. Okay. So it was funny. I thought it was
1: funny. Yeah. Do you have any pet peeves in the business? Like, something that you do not like, that people keep on doing? Oh, uh, sorry.
2: Repeat that one more
1: time. Do you have any pet peeves
0: in the
2: business?
0: peeves. Pet peeves. Let, let me get this one. Pet peeves. Things that annoy you. Spic- oh,
2: pet peeves. Pet peeves. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you gotta remember, I'm living in the woods, man. My service is terrible. I'm trying to, I'm trying to listen. You're right, good. Pet peeves. Um... God, man, uh, really, the, the, the biggest pet peeve that I have, um, is just guys coming in and just, they, they get in their clicks, you know,
1: like yeah. little
2: clicks in the back of the lot, I mean, it's one thing to know people, it's one thing to have friendships outside of the business, but don't make it completely obvious that you're just like, fuck you guys, it's me and him and me and this group. You know And you guys can Suck our left nuts Like Who who the hell are you You know What, What makes What makes you think That you guys are better than us You know We're all here to do the same job We're all here to entertain We're all here to wrestle We're all here to perform You know Yeah Um
0: Yeah it's a bunch of I
2: hate when guys I hate when guys That know that they're Good wrestlers Act like they're the best wrestlers You know Yeah Like yes You you get your respect, you get your praise but it doesn't make you a better person than anybody else in this locker um but I, and, and the, the, the no selling you know like I'm, I'm a big guy alright, so yes I you put into different situations where no, I, I shouldn't really I have to sell you know there are other opponents in there that, you know, i it's, it's going to make me look bad for, for selling. Yeah. But at the same time, I'll sell my ass off for anybody. As long as it makes sense, I will sell my ass off for anybody. I will bump my ass off. I will make you look like a million bucks. But if you're not going to have the respect to do it the same, I'll fuck you.
0: Right? Here's a question Have you ever had to, uh, I'm trying to figure out a way of phrasing this correctly so somebody's not selling so you have to kind of protect the integrity and be like no i'm gonna make you sell
2: oh big time big time yeah yeah there was um there was there was an incident not too long ago uh kyle was actually involved in um i'll let him tell you that story but he uh he noticed that he was you know he's throwing some pretty solid four and the guy's just just sitting there and know kyle couldn't really tell if he just wasn't if he was just being ignorant or if the guy was just that blown up that he didn't have the energy to sell which how the hell do you not have the energy to sell
0: yeah come
1: on
2: you know and kyle laid in a pretty pretty strict strike like yo like what are you doing kind of killing this whole segment right now kyle later on had to go running for a uh in the corner and the kid literally just threw his boot up in the Kyle's face and almost busted his nose. And Kyle was like, I don't, you know, uh, he called me shortly after. I was in Tennessee at this time. But he called me shortly after and he was explaining to me what was going on and what had happened and the same and the other thing. So, we're supposed to be wrestling them again coming up uh, not, too, not too far. And we're gonna we're gonna swash that real quick. We're gonna swash that beef real quick. We are all gonna sit down in the locker room by ourselves, and we're gonna make sure that we all are in one understanding that we are going to go out there to do what we do, perform for this crowd, and give each other everything that we have and keep each other safe. Bottom line. Yeah. All right. And if they're listening, then they need to be prepared that hey, we're sitting down we're going to discuss this, and we're going to make sure that we are doing this in a professional mannerism, all right? Bottom line. That's, that's my pet peeve is when you're not professional.
1: Yeah. Look at look at right. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. They, they didn't like each other all them years, but they sat down and worked together in the room.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I listen I to a lot of the podcasts, and I, I like listening to guys tell stories about how the undertaker was back in the day yeah uh cool hand luke is what they used to call him right he was <laughs> yeah. the, he was a general in the in the locker room now obviously i'm not gonna go into every single locker room and be that guy but i had that 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 sense of okay you know i'm not gonna be afraid to if i see some shit, i'm gonna call it out yeah you know if i see something going on with somebody that i know. I'm gonna step in, and I'm even if I'm best friends with them. If I see that they're wrong, I'm gonna make sure that they know, yo, you're wrong. You
1: know, yeah.
2: I don't wanna, I don't ever wanna go into a locker room and feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And if there's bullshit going on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna squash it.
1: Okay. So, um, I know, um, LAW is coming up. Are you gonna be on one of their cards?
2: With Vox I haven't talked yet, I mean, I'm hoping, uh, 2020 coming up, I'm really trying to narrow down my bookings, um, I've run into some problems even already, uh, accidentally like, getting double booked, um, I can make it work, uh, I'm going to, um, it's just, it's something that I don't like doing, that's unprofessional on my part, not paying attention,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, but a lot of these companies are like, you know, hey... We're going to send you a full year worth of dates, which a part of me is going, great, that's awesome. But then another part of me is going, hey, um, I just got this other booking, and this is a really good booking. Do you mind if I take it? And then I'm getting heat from the, the same companies that said, hey, we're sending you out a year in advance. But if something else comes up, don't be, don't be afraid to ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I find myself in that situation a lot more now. And I don't want to do that. So I'm looking at the companies. I'm reaching out to the promoters. Um, I'm going to do this the right way. And just, you know, hey, listen, I'm either walking away or, hey, I'm giving you permission to book me as much as you want this year. You know, as much as you want, as much as you need. I'm yours. Other companies, thank you so much for the opportunity you are given me. But we're going our separate ways. So
1: yeah.
2: that's where I'm at right now in the career. Um, It's nothing personal to anybody It's just I need, to, I need to go Where I can make the most amount of money For myself, for my family I need to go to a place where I'm going to learn Every single time I step foot in the ring Going up against guys That are, you know Have surpassed me Their careers are a lot better than mine They've done more I can actually learn more yeah. From five minutes of working with them So that's, that's my mentality going into the end of the year. I'm going to honor the bookies that I have, and I'm going to sit down and
1: I'm going to have the conversations with who I need to, who I need to talk to. Yeah. So, um, I would like to, um, do you have any, any other stories you want to tell before we end this? I'm sorry, what? Do you have any stories that you would like to tell us, like, like anything happened Like oh it's a story I don't know. Oh
2: stories oh, I'll be honest with you I would I would probably talk you years off With a lot of the stories that I have But I will put Ethan actually over Because I know he put me over the last time That you guys had him on there Um, Every time me and Ethan Go down to DCW Right it's I, I can't I can't explain it, right? We see each other, we look at each other and I can tell that he's looking at me with a bunch of different ideas as far as me and him like tag teaming one on one, whatever it is, because I'm doing the exact same thing to him. He just got a great look. She got this he's got this our style style yeah. that I think me and him, if we really take the time to come up with something great, you know, as far as like match wise, story wise, me, me and him could have a lot of fun for a long time. Yeah, uh, I would love to get an opportunity to work with him. I hope the time comes sooner than later. Uh, you know, and I also would to have him do my hair.
1: <laughs>
2: Dude, you think I'm kidding, man?
1: Do you want to you want to go my, green? The way,
2: the way I, I don't know if you noticed, but the way that I had my side shaved, I can do that. Yeah. All right. I can get my like Scotty Too Hottie going on. Scotty. Yeah. going He knows where to go to get the proper hair products for it. More Scotty
0: Too Hottie, less Seamus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ethan. Ethan. Ethan's interview was was a fun one. Yeah. I mean,
2: He's got that, he's got that, that performance presence to him.
1: Yes. You know,
2: whether it's out in the ring or, or back in the locker, you know, he's just he's there to entertain. You know, he's there to put a smile on people's faces, and that's exactly what he does. You know, he's always back there cracking jokes. You know, and it's it never gets old. It never gets you know, you know those guys that are always trying to make people laugh, and it's like you're you're pushing it, you're annoying. Yeah, it's never easy. That's never easy. Um, I love going down to PCW. Uh, there, all the guys and girls in the locker room down there are amazing. Um,
1: oh man. Yeah, I'm gonna be it's heading down to really that bad. one. Here's, yeah, yeah. Here, here, uh
0: Here, here's a question. Like now that you were mentioning that, you know, that Ethan liked to make people laugh and, um. Uh, do you remember any very uh, any memorable ribs?
2: Any memorable ribs?
0: Any, th- any that you can actually share with us? <laughs>
2: um, try and try to keep this try to keep this PG. <laughs> uh, PG thirteen
1: right,
0: so, at least. So
2: actually, I shouldn't even keep it PG. Man, I gotta I gotta say this one. Carter right. Claxton.
0: Right.
2: Okay. We're doing, we're doing the um, the Christmas Battle Royal and everybody has weapons, right? <laughs> so Connor comes out and these two dildos that are chained to one another. So they're like nunchuck dildos. <laughs> yes. So as everything is going on, all hells break breaking loose. Me and him square up. He looks at me. I look at him. He has a dildo in his hand. I looked at him, I said, yeah, no, and I walked the fuck away from it, (laughs) right, like completely just no soul, everything that he was going to do, I was like, nope, that's not happening, (laughs) he's got a rib going on with Johnny Yeager, every time him and Johnny Yeager are in the room together, and he has some form of a dildo, Johnny Yeager is deep-throating one of Conor Caxon's dildo,
1: every single time.
2: Every single match they there and we watch we are sitting in the back watching hard camera and here comes Connor, oh shit Johnny. And sure enough, Connor's shoving a dildo down Johnny's mouth.
0: Oh gosh.
2: Every single time. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> That sounds like something that Joey Ryan would appreciate. Right,
2: like, that's 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 one of the in ring ribs um that i that I've seen. I mean, honestly, if you want to talk ribs, man, you gotta you gotta get Mike Keener on here. Mike Keener's got some fantastic stories.
1: I would love, but us. Dave doesn't know how to get him on here. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh man. Um, I mean, me and Eric have done some ribs on each other. You know, just, just simple simple stuff. You know, nothing crazy. We try, we don't ever mess with anybody's like gear like they used to back in the day
0: no yeah, shit in people's bags
2: I've never, never crossed that line
1: Well um well, I, I do a rib to um Dave cantor all the time. So I always bring up a story he always um he always um,
0: told us when the first time we did an interview. I, I got I got this one. Okay. Yeah, so when we when we first pitched the idea, I mean mainly a uh, DB did, but about trying to do the interviews and we were like, oh, let's get a. He goes, oh, I got a referee. It's a uh, Dave Keener. I was like, all right. So let's get him on. And and Dave and Dave was like, oh, we're gonna. I want I want to hear some really interesting story. He he knows lots of wrestlers and stuff. So then he says, so Dave, do you have any very interesting road stories? And what was the story they told us?
1: He goes, oh, there's this. Um, I got a story. Um, it was me, blah blah, blah and Gangra in the back seat, and Gangra fell asleep. And I'm like,
0: and? That was the story. And that was the story. Gangrel sleeping in the back. That was the story.
1: So every time you see Dave Keener, just say, yo, I had Gangrel in the back of the seat and he fell asleep. And just keep on doing it. That's my rep with him. Just keep
0: on doing it every time you see Dave. Well,
2: actually, I I fell asleep three times when I was driving
0: back from Nashville, Tennessee. (laughs) See, you're so so much more interesting than Gangrel. Why? you were, you, the, rib,
2: the rib to that one is the fact that I was the one driving and I fell asleep three times. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, a,
0: there's, a, there's a rib right there for you. You're uh, pulling a National Lampoon's okay. vacation. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, out for nowhere. You'll be in a parking lot somewhere.
0: Days. Man. On um, For anybody that wants to follow you on social media, do you have any, uh, like, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook?
2: Yeah, so Facebook, uh, I'm under Chuck Payne, you know, P A Y N E, uh Instagram, uh at the monster, Chuck Payne, all one word. You know, shoot me shoot me a follow, shoot me a uh, friend request. Um, friend requests for me though are because I'm starting to kinda of get to that point where I'm hitting that limit. Yeah. Um, I always I always you know, if I if I don't talk to you personally and like Right then and there Get your friend request If I have less than Like four or five Mutual friends with you Nine times out of ten Don't take any offense I just don't do it
1: yeah. You know
2: what I mean If I don't know you I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Don't take any offense to that That's just That's just How I am That's how a lot of people are Yeah You know You gotta have
1: that You gotta
2: have that Four 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 more You know Is what I say Four more <laughs> Cause you never know These days man You
1: never
2: know These days There are so many Different you know, hacked accounts, and I'm getting different messages. Left I mean, my aunt, my own aunt, sent me a message not too long ago, and I went to go open it up. It was a video. It said, Oh, this is, is this you in the video. And I went to go click on it, Ooh. and as soon as it gave me that, that login to log back into Facebook, I thought to myself, I said, Why do I have to log back into Facebook when I'm already on Facebook? So I just closed it out, said, Nope. Yeah. You, to find out my dad logged back
1: into the Facebook and he ended up getting hacked. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a hack going you know, around. Yeah, yeah, I got I a know. lot of them recently, and I was like, "Nope." I had I had you somebody know. on clone clone family members, and sent me a message like, "Hey, how you been?" And I'm like, um, "Who are you?" And they're like,
0: what? "They don't know who." I wanted to know who they are to meet, Yummy. Yeah, Facebook scams are that 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 happens all the time.
2: Yeah. So, if if anything, I mean, I I am on Twitter not that often. I'd like I I try to get on Twitter a little bit more. Um, But yeah, I mean, if if anybody out there listening, you know, just check out the Instagram. That's probably the best one that I'm on constantly. I update that the most. Um, That's also where I put a lot of the posters for the upcoming events. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, I'm yep. very, very grateful that you guys wanted me on here tonight. I had a lot of fun. Obviously, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll talk more uh, down the lines, backstage, talk a lot, whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, as, I, a, as a personal reference on our on our Facebook page that we have, if there's ever anything that you want to share on there, feel, uh, feel free to... Dave always likes to say something to everybody that we have interview with. So I always say um, when you come
1: on Insegory, you become part of the family. Anything you need, talk, anything, you know what I mean? Um, if I can do it, I will help you, you know what I mean? But, um,
0: if you ever need a ride.
1: If you ever need a ride, <laughs> I'm here to help, you know what I mean? Um, I appreciate that, absolutely. absolutely. Did, um,
2: what, I, what I need is, are you going to be at the Liberty All-Star, is my question.
1: I think I will. I think okay. I, will. yeah. I think all we right. all are, because um, Frank all right. well, invited us off.
2: Unfortunately, that's the that's the night that I am double booked. Oh, are you? Yes.
1: Oh, uh, so I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna, I may need some help getting my stuff packed up in my truck so I can head out as soon as possible. But we'll talk. We'll talk.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem.
2: But yeah, I'm I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to that night. You know, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. You know, sitting down talking to you.
1: Oh, dude, I, I had fun meeting you the first time, man, and I hope we we'll keep on talking and and do more things, in the future. Yeah, absolutely, man.
2: We can we can definitely set something up down the line. Hopefully, we can do it when I'm not all popped up on pain
1: and <laughs>
2: just getting my wizard teeth pulled out.
1: Yeah, Dad. That... But
2: um, yeah, you know, I got I got your number. You got my number. Shoot me a text. Send yeah. me a message on Facebook, whatever, man. We'll, If, we'll if it makes you feel
0: any I'm better, you sound less doped up than Devin Moore. Oh, Devin Moore was like, yeah, he was so hot. Yeah, when, when we I mean, when we interviewed him, he was, was definitely on. I mean, it, it was it was fun, but he was he was on something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I'll it bad. Maybe next time we can actually do it like live together, so that way we're not having the service go in and out. Yeah, yeah, actually,
1: yeah, yeah. We're you ever ever wanna come on? Um we're we're in um right near Christiana, you know what I mean? If you ever wanna come all down right. that way. Um, you're right, always yeah. welcome to sit down and talk wrestling with us. You know what I mean? No, Ethan did it last a... Ethan did it last week.
0: Yeah, yeah. when he stopped it'll over here I pleasure. said when he stopped over here I said, You can see where all the magic happens. Down in mom's basement.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! I gotcha, oh, God. it'll be a pleasure.
0: Oh, was fun. All right, guys. I gotta go clean my mouth out
1: and try and get some of this medicine back in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: We'll see. We'll see you soon. Have a good night. You got it, guys. Got it. Have
2: a good night, guys.
1: Yep.
0: There we go. So, on the current schedule. Oh. Of your never ending list of interviews.
1: So we have Ike Phillips Sunday. <sighs> Sunday? Yeah. Man, you're killing me. We, Kill me, Smalls. Dude, I had the whole list on Sunday. I, I realized this. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to pull up my list because I gave it to Keener. I don't know, man.
0: I think I'm going to have to take some VTO
1: so we got September 1st Ike Phillips we all seen Mike Phillips at Wrestlemania this year getting chokeslam and that was cool I would love to hear more of him being in the backstage area remember when Brian Sersha told us about the backstage food I want to know how he loved yes. it
0: yes so we can hear about hey did you ever see Mr. Man walk by did he look at you and go that's some good shit
1: Coca-Cola we have him coming on September 8th. September 22nd, we got Sean Carr. He's a null one that um, Keener told me to keep my eyes out for. I haven't seen him live yet. I want to see him live. I heard he's one of the best heels in the business. But he's more up in Northern Tier promotion. So they're always up that way. So it's like I don't have the chance to drive all the way there. Yeah, you can do it. Uh Okay, we got October sixth. We got Chris Banks. October thirteenth, Tierra James. October thirtieth, Helter um Skelter. Um, November tenth, Mark Adam Hagley, He's an announcer, manager, and dude, he um had a podcast before too, and he, we were talking. He said he likes helping out people and. So I can't wait to have him on. And there's a lot of things I would like to talk about yeah. with him. Um, November 23rd, we got Icons of Wrestling with Chubby Dudley, Big Ragney, Daredevil Dave dot and Frankie Picard. And then December 29th, Frankie Picard.
0: <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Frankie just might as well just be a recurring character on our show <laughs> at this point. No, like he... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, he started I swear off where his name comes up at least once <laughs> on our show. Oh that's fun. So I can't believe that time we stopped. It's still it was still a lost opportunity. When we were doing the interview some and then Frankie rolls and I said, You guys could have promoted against each other. I am not going to let that go. <laughs> so
1: Frankie Picard was our first interview ever. So at the end of the year He's also the company master. No, he doesn't. He counts. He does not count. Yes, he does. (laughs) So Keener counts. Keener counts does not count. So going down, going down to him doing our first interview. I'm going to give him the first interview because there's a lot of stuff he did this year that he talked about, like taking on um, wrestlers, um, getting opportunities. (laughs) I can't say it right now what's I going that. on
0: I, I love I love that you're like taking on wrestlers <laughs> as, as opposed to who people at McDonald's <laughs> sorry yeah. I can't say till he says it's cool so like or you can call the hotline what's the number
1: oh yeah don't you know it like 48- 484, 434? no that's the wrong
0: one you're gonna be calling <laughs> some random other person oh damn George stop changing your number what's the number I don't oh god 484 484
1: 844 449 wait. It's
0: 484 eight, four, nine, nine, eight, 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 three. Three. Oh my god. We could call it right now Let's find out what's going on. I don't remem- the, I don't even remember my own birthday, okay.
1: Dude, I do. It's because you have it on your phone. Yeah, I have dude. That's what you do. You keep people's
0: information in your phone. You don't need to do that. Because Facebook's got you covered. Yeah. I don't get... Facebook is my homeboy. So,
1: yeah, um, since we have a lot of openings right now on scheduling, if anybody out there wants to come on this... Or week,
0: we can go out for some food on those days. We could. And we can invite other people.
1: We could do, we can go on our first YouTube show and go, hey, who wants to come on? And then, hey, look at here. us.
0: We're at Fudruckers. Fudruckers.
1: And we are here
0: with. Oh,
1: I got a smile
0: on his face. you say Fud The only way I will do it. Ramen. Uh. and Ramen. Toy with my emotions now.
1: <laughs> Sit down with a wrestler tell us the deep secrets and last but not
0: least Beardless Monty what happened man that, that smile was really like <laughs> it wanted to go down and you were like eh Fudruckers <laughs> sounds good
1: so don't you wait, I'll go to Fudruckers if they sponsor us and, and then Well,
0: oh, we still got ramen yeah ramen hasn't been spoiled for you yet
1: I had to, I had to change, if I do, I had to ask for egg noodles. I can't have wheat noodles. Oh, Jesus Yeah. They
0: you're going you're to be the person that says, can I get that gluten-free, non-GMO turkey bacon? No. Dude, I, I, I started eating pork and beef. Have you tried again? the Impossible Whopper? No. You gotta try it. Is it good? I don't know. Still have to try it. Oh. You refuse. You're just like, no. Anything that's not meat. I don't even think that you would have it if somebody gave it. To, well, maybe if somebody just gave it to you, you'd be like, eh, maybe. If I brought it
1: in here and go oh, it's a hamburger and then you ate it, well, he did. would know. He would know. He
0: would know. So my mom tried that with me the other day with a veggie burger. I was just like, this isn't beef. Oh, dude, you, you could tell. It. You could tell. and bit it. You didn't eat the rest of it. It's food.
1: Yeah, dude. It's food I didn't you want. know how many? Yo, Ethan wouldn't like that because Ethan has a charity.
0: Oh don't do it because Ethan wouldn't like it.
1: <laughs> ah, your cat. <laughs> so yeah, dude, like now we're we're moving on. It's gonna be amazing, you know?
0: Yeah. And we get to talk a little bit more about some upcoming wrestling like All Out and the latest on uh Oh actually, you know what, before we hop off here though, what do you think of um Moxley's replacement. Oh, um, yeah, um, your f- Your favorite wrestler, Pac. Pac. You hate Pac like we hate Austin Aries. No, I don't hate Pac. You do. Every single time we were talking about Neville, you are like, fuck that quitter. <laughs> <laughs> he did quit.
1: No, no, like, I don't, like, I think he's an amazing wrestler. I don't hate him. You know what I mean? I just hate how he quit like Sam Punk. Because it didn't go his way, so he's gonna quit. To be, that's what I didn't like. To be fair, look who he had the job to.
0: Fucking Enzo, I mean come on.
1: Dude, I will hate the Russell Enzo, but Enzo you know how much I don't like Enzo. But
0: that's <laughs> couldn't who tell, <laughs> couldn't tell, honestly. What? Couldn't tell, honestly. You couldn't tell. No, like like he's weird st- to go through every single episode. Call it the drinking game. How many times does Enzo hit the ropes? <laughs> it's Like, okay, you gotta we promote need just like a bingo chart of all the things that have come up from this show. It'd be like Enzo hitting the ropes, uh, no, me fuck, uh, Kenny Omega. <laughs> AEW I don't Mark, like Kenny. AEW, something AEW marks, and then Frankie Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor, <laughs> and then Frankie Picard. <laughs> Bingo! Bingo!
1: <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, I share not, this, not,
0: the- not too sure exactly when our next non-interview episode will be, but you know it's, it's all good. We well, we got we got stuff in the works right now. We still have to go over to YouTube stuff and uh, more with the our Facebook page. Also, if you're listening. If, you're, if, if you happen to be one of the 10 plus thousand people that listen to Bray Wyatt's theme, hopefully you're listening to this episode.
1: Yeah, if you um, get one of our trivia questions right
0: on the next episode. You win a $15 Rita's gift card. Oh, you're going to get it? Fuck that. <laughs> I want my Rita's. You want your Rita's? Yeah, bitches love Rita's.
1: Bitches love it. Yeah. Well, um, you could. J- yo. Um, DCW. Ethan. Thing. You want to go? It's a. It's a long ride. And I don't want to go by myself. Oh, really? Yeah. You want to join? Would you me? get? Would you get lonely? I just don't want to be in a car by myself, listening to um, "Smashing Pumpkins." This arm over and over and over again. Because Why?
0: That's, why would you?
1: That's my favorite song. I just want to listen to it over and over and over again.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, no, like I know, like you know, when it's a long trip going
0: down Seaford, Delaware. Seaford? That's it. Hey, that, that that is not even that bad. Damn. I used to go. I used to drive down to Rehoboth every weekend one summer until that relationship went out. So, you know, but hey, I got some extra miles on my car out of it. <laughs> uh fuck my life, I want a drink.
1: So we can go down there and promote the Instagory podcast. Yes. And and it's and it's partner podcast basement drug. <laughs> we should do that. We should change our change our
0: like the inter- this, is, this is my biggest thing And this is more administrative stuff But I said If we were ever going to rebrand Which we're not going to anytime soon But if we were We need to pick a name that doesn't sound like An internet password It's a gorgeous internet password Yes it is Spell it See I had to think about it <laughs> The fact that I had to think about it E-N-Z-U-I-G-U-R-I See, even saying that out loud is fucking awkward. <laughs> I, how do you say "inzuigiri"? We've gotten to this point in this episode that we are talking about this bullshit, so we're going to wrap this up, and we will see you next week, next Sunday. actually. Sunday, yeah. My God, ah, oh, so much wrestling. Well, okay. No, because this was supposed to be Sunday. Yeah, I know. We already talked about that. Oh, yeah. yeah I Got anything else said? Oh, besides the fact that I totally whooped your ass in 2K the other day. <laughs> oh. You got lucky, you right? lucky. Lucky. Yeah, okay. you were lucky. Luck, right, okay. Okay. Because of say? your bullshit famouser <laughs> and code breaker combo. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna hop off here for now. <laughs> See this you Sunday. No, this is Fran and D B Richards and, and J- JCO. And we had Chuck Payne.
1: Peace. Goodbye.